This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We tend to talk about healthcare quite a lot on this program. And uh, in the next few moments, we're going to check in with the Health and Technology District. And if you're not sure what that is, fear not, because my next guest can explain that. Rosina, or sorry, Rowena Rosori is the Vice President of Healthcare and Innovation at the Health and Technology District. And Rowena joins us on the line now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, provide us uh, with a bit of background, if you can, about uh, the Health and Technology District. What exactly is that? Well, the Health and Technology District is a development uh, immediately across the street from Surrey Memorial Hospital in Surrey. And uh, over the years, it's a series of three buildings right now, uh, soon to be eight, that is uh, developing an innovative ecosystem that includes entrepreneurs, innovators, research and science, combined with uh, clinical services, practitioners, patients, clinical environments, all intended to bring uh, and adopt new technologies into healthcare improvements by having a collaborative space for them to work together and co-create what the future of healthcare would look like. And you've been researching and looking at what that future will, in fact, look like. Uh, What have been some of the findings? So our early findings in working with uh, First Step, uh, we've done some immersive deep dive discussions that have allowed us to look at what are the key forces so that we can determine what the future of healthcare looks like in the next year, three years, five years. And what we see early on is that there's so much innovation and technology emerging, um, it's becoming difficult to really comprehend and understand what the impacts of that innovation is going to be on healthcare. At the same time, healthcare continues to be uh, very uh, system-centric. Um, it tends to be acute-centered. And because it's so risk-averse, it's really difficult for that large system to adopt innovations in a meaningful way that can bring that uh, improvement into the patient bedside. And so we're trying to find ways that we can merge uh, those two forces. At the same time, we really see that uh, we do have to, as a culture and as a population, shift towards the community delivery of healthcare versus it being very hospital-centered. And so we're looking at innovative ways that we can uh, help to bridge the gaps uh, between those significant forces and finding that if we can create innovative ecosystems that allow us to make sense of the technology, understand it, understand its implications, how we can adopt and implement it in a way that brings meaningful change, then that will will bridge that and also allow a a very risk-averse health system to adopt innovation and change in a meaningful way. And so what would that look like when you talk about it being uh, centered in hospitals and very much system-centered? How would that change? We want to see a shift towards community um, as well as a shift towards consumers and allowing individuals to start to take more preventative action in their own health and wellness. And we believe that that can occur um, in the community, in community-centered hubs like this one, where you've got practitioners can bring innovations uh, through telehealth, virtual health, um, consumer-related health products, that can help people that are suffering with chronic disease and things like that, that they don't necessarily need a hospital um, to help support their wellness and um, their optimal wellness. And so that shift is really important. Um, Telehealth is a perfect example of where we can use technologies 
that can be closer to patients, that can help them uh, make uh, better decisions for their own health, to access practitioners when they need it early on so that we're, we're moving towards a preventative health versus a, um, a reactive health system. And aren't we doing that in some cases, telehealth, when we're talking about smaller communities and such? Isn't that something that's already been using, uh, being used? Absolutely. And, and we see uh, great practices. We just want to see a larger um, adoption, as well as new technologies in virtual reality or artificial intelligence. Um, it's difficult for a large risk-averse system to understand how they can implement that type of technology in a meaningful way when there's multiple systems and multiple complexities. How does one system uh, speak to another system? How do we maintain the privacy and the security of the health information and the data? And how do we um, also improve the experience for practitioners? In some cases, there doesn't even exist the infrastructure to support telehealth systems in some of our really uh, remote communities. So there's a long ways to go, um, lots of opportunity, but what we're also hearing from many of the health system practitioners are that the rate of technology and innovation is occurring almost um, almost in a, a very disruptive uh, rate. It's exponential and sometimes be, starts to become a little bit noisy as to uh, which system is is optimal and will the systems talk to each other and interface and which would be optimal for myself or my family um, to help us to better manage our health. And so we want to just find a way that we can um, understand those technologies, their implications, the implementation processes, the procurement processes in a way um, that is uh, coherent, that everybody can understand and everybody can get behind and support. And when talking about this, are you talking more about care that would traditionally be provided in a hospital? Because when we talk about health care and changes needed and such, a lot of people will respond to that saying, I can't even get a family doctor. Why don't we just start the conversation there? Exactly. And that's the shift towards community where we're really focusing on um having the primary care uh, in the community that is accessible, that people can access, and then being able to support them in their, in their health and supporting their health uh, through that primary care network versus um, not having access to early interventions around managing their health and then deteriorating to a point where um, they need to find care only in an emergency department or otherwise uh, because they haven't been able to manage it more effectively in the community. So that's the shift we're really looking for. And I would imagine, too, if we were shifting to that, there would be a cost saving as well. Absolutely. Cost saving, um, as well as an improved experience. And I think as we move towards a more consumer uh, centered and a, a consumer driven. There's expectations that consumers um, are are starting to understand. Um, we want them to have a positive experience because there's incentive then for for them to see that this is better for me. It's more cost effective for the overall system so that they can invest in what is best for for patients and their families, and it's a better experience. And as we see. Um, uh, the adoption of technologies in, in phones and social media, um, that really is consumer-driven, and we'd like to see healthcare care uh, be, be adopted similarly, where consumers have input towards what they want to see and how they want to see their care delivered and how they want it accessible, and us to be able to translate that into actual um, health practices going forward.
And is something like uh, the Health and Technology District, uh, do you see that happening in other areas as well? We're seeing um, definitely an emergence um, in pockets across the country. What what we tried to uh, understand about uh, the Health and Technology District as this ecosystem um, is that type of an environment to become an innovative practice hub. Will that help and support it? Um, and to be able to reliably adopt this across the country in other communities where there is a large population, where there are large um, health systems, do these practice hubs actually improve the adoption and implementation of these health improvements, as well as help to support practitioners as they move through system and culture change. And so this process was important for us to validate uh, that these innovative practice hubs are, in fact, a real catalyst for this, um, it supports the innovators to bring their technologies um, through a meaningful system that can evaluate what those outcomes of, of those products are, as well as socialize um, new products and new systems and, um, and new technologies for practitioners that will need to use them in their daily practice, uh, as well as health systems to say, these are the challenges, um, please you know, find or develop the technologies that will help to address these problems, bring the solutions, and then find an ecosystem where we can rapidly uh, implement them, understand how it works, and get them into the system so that they're helping people faster. All right. Well, it uh, definitely sounds uh, like some interesting findings. Uh, Rowena, we'll have to leave it there, but thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That is uh, Rowena Rosati. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.